Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. So I had my first colonoscopy today. I don't know why I can't say that word. And it was after learning that colon cancer is the leading cancer uh, that men die from because by the time you find it, uh, it's usually too late. Not trying to scare any man listening to this, but uh, just a reminder to get one. If you haven't, you're supposed to get one after 45, I think, like every few years. Uh, and by the way, the uh, process before you go, the prep, is actually worse than the actual procedure because you take a bottle of, I think it's called Maylex, Maylox. It's a diuretic. It's a laxative mixed with Gatorade. And holy shit. Uh, You drink it, you don't feel anything for about an hour and a half, and then suddenly you run to the bathroom and all your insides come out uh, in about four seconds. It's pretty traumatic. Anyway, that's not the point of this. The point of this is when you go under, at least for me, uh, and by the way, when you go, I love that uh, I've gone under twice. One, when I had a hernia. And she's like, count to 10. And I was like, one, two, three. And then I just don't remember anything. I wake up like five hours later and it's done. Also, it was like the hardest sleep I've ever had in my life. And uh, today was a little bit different because the procedure is only 30 minutes. But it was the same thing. It was like, she she said, turn to your side. And as I was turning, I don't remember anything else. (laughs) Suddenly I wake up and uh, everything's done. And I'm getting wheeled out, uh, headed toward... um, a giant breakfast burrito coming toward me, picked up by my uh, partner, Vanessa, because uh, you have to fast for 24 hours before you do this procedure. And uh, that feeling, especially if you, like me, struggle with insomnia, where you could crash, you could fall asleep like there's a switch on your back. And within... No joke within three seconds. It's not like, oh, you know, 20 seconds. It is literally one, two, and you're out, completely out. It's, uh, it is magical. When I woke up, and this is what I want to share with you in this episode, uh, sitting in a gown, a gown, <laughs> in a gown, half naked, and you're in this uh, hospital room, there's this moment, and maybe, maybe it's uh, with anything in the hospital related, where before I entered the procedure today, um, all, the, all up into you know the waiting room and then getting changed, there was a lot of work anxiety. Um, the, the, there was an invoice that was wrong. There was uh, podcast information that was – there was misinformation. There was some other stuff with – there's just tons of – uh, fires I had to put out and I'm just like, you know, doing everything I can on my phone, uh, with my bare ass hanging out and, and, uh, just stressed out and, you know, in the trenches, if you will. Right. I go under, get the, get the tube up my ass. (laughs) I wake up and I realize in that moment, 
it's not like I'm dying, right? I'm just getting a checkup. But I realized in that moment when I woke up, all the things that I, w- I was stressed out about that were in front of my face and, you know, labeled priority, like I could give two shits about. It's weird how when you wake up and you're in a hospital setting, it's like rack focus. It's like um, what you were worried about, you actually suddenly are not worried about it at all. You realize how small those uh, worries are. And then you start thinking about um, the things that really matter. And you start thinking about the people in your life that you love. You start thinking about um, how life is not permanent. You know, you start thinking about uh, the people in your life that you're mad at. Like recently, I've been annoyed by a couple friends. And um, in that moment, I was thinking to myself, why am I even annoyed by them i love these people and what made me angry or frustrated is just so trivial and silly and it's almost like you almost have this weird spiritual baptism at least for me and i've had this twice i've every time i i go to the hospital and and i do some kind of surgery um not the dentist by the way you're not going to experience this thing this kind of thing at the dentist even if you do go under uh but something about a hospital gown at the hospital where people die and, of course, are born. And uh, you're half naked and vulnerable and you kind of come to, right? And in that moment, there's reflection. And there's like this kind of spiritual baptism in that there's like a reset. And here's what's kind of sad, unfortunately. Um, it only lasts about the time that it takes for the uh, anesthesia to wear off, (laughs) which is about five minutes after you wake up. Um, But I felt it, and I want to capture it by telling you that it's there. And I also want to intentionally work on creating that feeling more because I'll tell you what, in that space, I felt light. I felt like... um, I felt like God pulled me out of the trenches and said, listen, this is what life is about. Here's what's important. The shit that you worry about every day is meaningless. And I know that you feel it. So I know it's real for you. But let me erase that for you in in these five minutes as you're sitting here by yourself waiting for your ride home. And just think about your life and reshuffle uh, your life deck. What's important to you? Who matters? Why are you spending energy and giving attention to things that um, five years from now are not going to matter? You're, you're, not, you're not even going to think about, right? Why are you holding on to things and resentment and trying to stuff things into a box that, that they don't fit in? Why are you forcing? Why are you chasing? Like all of these things came rushing in um, not so much uh, in a thought, but like in a feeling of calmness, of surrender. I almost feel like, uh, you know that story with uh, Eckhart Tolle where he went from suicidal thoughts um, and ideation to enlightenment to on a park bench um, having a, a rebirth and 
I mean, I don't know his, his whole story, but um, it, it sounded like a miracle happened to him where he went from not wanting to live to suddenly appreciating the here and now and noticing trees and being extremely present and, and not in his head and spinning. Um, and I feel like these moments, like what I just described, waking up in the hospital, um, is the closest it's very street level, right? It's not like, because uh, we don't all have uh, miracles in the park bench, right? But um, it's the closest that I've experienced to waking up with a wash and feeling calm and realizing that uh, the things that you think matter don't and what truly matters And it's different for everyone, but you know, I'm thinking about myself, um, my daughter, and my partner, how I show up in the world, um, my ability to let go, to forgive, my values, how far I've come, my story, standing on my truth, living in a way that's honest to me. Like those things matter. And what doesn't matter are uh, the daily little fires that you have to put out in your business or, you know, among friends. Um, the loud noises on social media, uh, the emails, you know, the bills, um, all of these logistical things that can get us riled up and... Um, suddenly we're reactive and we're being mean to people. We're, we're uh, fast to anger and we're short-tempered and all that. I still struggle with it. And I guess I'm saying this because uh, not everyone's going to have the opportunity to wake up in a hospital like I did. <laughs> and so maybe, you know, if I could help you um, reach that just by sharing my story as you're listening to this. And... Um, remind you whatever you're going through to reset move your life chips put them where they matter and and uh spend your energy there feed that turn the volume down on things that are temporary and that you don't have control over because for many of us and i've lived half my life this way um, the things that don't matter are turned way up, and the things that do matter I take for granted and are turned way down. And so every day I hear just a lot of noise and give energy to the things that don't matter. Instead, if you can turn those things down and turn up and give energy to your heart, your intention, your presence to the things that matter and you feed that. Um, I really think that's going to change your state. I mean, if I could just expand how I felt the five, 10 minutes after I woke up in that hospital and just lock that state and live there, holy shit, I would be a different person, you know? And I don't know how possible it is to lock in that state, but it is possible to actively uh, and you do it however you want, whether it's through mindfulness or working out or more suckle rides or whatever. But um, to stay in that state, to be conscious of 
where your mind goes, what you think about, and how you want to be and feed that. I think that's what matters. I think that's what um, puts us at a higher frequency and then we have more to give because when you are bogged down by the things that matter and you're just chasing your tail, you really don't have much to give. You know What you do is you're just a tornado and you're taking a lot. (laughs) You're not giving much. And so um, knowing what matters. I think knowing what matters um, often and just kind of reshuffling priorities and where you spend your energy. And this is nothing new. I'm sure you've heard this many times before. But hopefully uh, you needed to hear this today. And hopefully uh, that will be a, a shift for you and uh, possibly a, a challenge. It could be homework. It could be something you do throughout the week, this week. And just turn down all the nonsense and noise that doesn't matter and focus on what does. Thank you for listening. Be well. Hey, if you have a passion for helping others and you want to create a more meaningful career or add to your current skill set, it's time to become a life coach with Lumia. When I became a life coach many years ago, there wasn't anything like this. So I developed this program alongside with Noel Cordeaux, Lumia Coach Training. And it's amazing. It's 100% live and online, meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, ICF accredited to with 20 diverse instructors in a thriving alumni community. Go to theangrytherapist.com and click on Become a Coach and explore Lumia Coach Training. I'll see you in class.